What's up, friends? It's Tuesday night. Glad you are with us. My name is Adam, and it's my joy to be one of the pastors at First United Methodist Church Kearney. We are in week three of our series, Less Hurry, More Margin. And we've been looking at the spiritual causes of why we're all so frantic. And, you know, when you ask somebody, well, how's it going? They'll say, oh, I'm so busy or all of that. And we're kind of looking at why that's the case. And I want to bring on my good friend, my co-host, my brave soul who's gotten on every Tuesday, Morgan Ryan. Hello. We got Sarah with us and Carol is here. We are glad you all are joining the stream. As we get logged on, uh, let's talk about if you had a side hustle, what would it be? Morgan, what do you think? All right. My side hustle. Um, I'm not one that's for selling. I, I just don't think I'd be a good salesperson. Um, so I would want to be like an event or a party planner coordinator. Um, it's something I've always been interested in. Um, and I really enjoy and I'm organized and I like doing those sorts of things. And the only reason I didn't make a career out of it is because it doesn't work well for raising a family as far as like the time commitments and stuff. So I think that would be something I'd be super interested in doing. I got to learn some about you tonight. I didn't know that. Yeah, I imagine event planning, a lot of evenings, a lot of weekends. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not good for a, a mom. Do you have like a, like, do you have a dream party you'd love to plan? Like a theme? I'm putting no. it on the spot now. I mean, no, not really. I used to want to get into like, um, like in college, I thought it would be really cool to do things for like a sports team. Like I thought it'd be really awesome to live in Philadelphia and like mm. work for the football team and do all of their sort of events and different things. That was kind of like my my dream back in the day. Very so, good. Yeah. Uh, and folks on Facebook, let us know uh, uh, what would your side hustle be? I have told Sarah multiple times if I, I have a couple I've thought of. I don't know if there's a good side hustle. But for me, if I was going to do a side hustle, I'd want it to be something like working at Shoe Carnival, which is a very noble job. But when I went home, I wouldn't have to think about shoes. You know what I mean? Like, right, you can leave it. It's over. Uh, the other thing I think would be fun would be uh, like some type of food cart. I don't know about a truck because I think it could be really hot and heat is a trigger for me. But like um, – like like working a griddle, like like flipping bur like smash burgers all night or yeah. grilling stuff or Philly cheesesteaks to reference your one of your favorite geographic areas. <laughs> That's like some type of grilling environment on like a cart, I think can be a good side hustle for me. I can so see that. Facebook friends, let us know if you uh, had to pick something uh, to do on the side, what would it be? Uh, we still got folks logging on. It looks like we may have had um, looks like our timer started over for um, going live. So if there was some technical issue, I apologize. Let me know, uh, let me know that we're doing okay because everything looks all right on my end. Um, and so we're going to kind of, we've waded in with the side hustle discussion and how that's uh, such a prevalent thing. We talked a little bit about that on Sunday. So let's get a little deeper now. now. Uh, when was a time you felt pressure to be or do more? What do you think? Okay. So for me, a time that I felt that I think probably the most in my life was when I became a mom. Um, for the first time, I had always just been 
me, myself, I worked, I was a wife, but that didn't change like my daily life a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But then becoming a mom, everything was turned upside down. And I felt like there was always, I was always trying to reach something else, be able to do something else and keep up with, you know, work and being a mom and all the things around the house. And um, there was never enough time, Hmm. always back to time. Yeah, that's what it comes back to you, man. I would I would agree. And folks on Facebook, let us know when the time was for you that you felt like you needed to do more beyond your capacity. For me, it was while I was in seminary. And um, we had we had Aaron about midway through there. And so between trying to be a pastor full time and a part time master student taking usually about three classes a semester and trying to be. Uh, a family man, maybe all not in this order, but between family and school and ministry at church, I always felt like I, something was suffering. Um, I don't want to be crass, but there's a, a phrase where you feel like you're only using a portion of your, let's say, posterior, like half of it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I felt like that's what I was. I was always half, you know, wetting something. And mm-hmm. I just like that feeling. And for me, this concept of Sabbath is really crucial because I found myself like we studied Sabbath in seminary and they're like drilling it in your head. Oh, you got to do it. And I'm like writing a Sabbath paper at three in the morning, you know, and I'm like, guys, this is dumb. So here's my paper. I don't care if I get a C, whatever. Um, And that's not very healthy. So that was mine. Like the irony of writing a paper on Sabbath at like 3 a.m. That was a low point for me. <laughs> I yeah, for sure. Yep. And so that's that's part of what we've tried to talk about is what does it look like to to gain margin, to not feel like you're always going to the next thing, you're always out on um out out on demand. We we got some comments coming in. Uh could not be that I got to socialize in a retail setting and they say you'll get a merit plan pin for credit apps. So Carolee, is that talking about your side hustle? Uh, Sarah said uh, a side hustle dealing with books like the library or a small bookshop, that would be awesome. Uh, Amy says uh, the pressure to do more constantly. I feel like it started in high school when trying to do all I could and be great at all the things to jazz up college applications. There you go. I feel like it only grew from there as I got older. The pressure just changed and increased depending on the stages of life I was experiencing at the time. Thank you 100%. for sharing. Yep. And those stakes get higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Appreciate you, Amy. Thanks for joining us. Uh, So on Sunday, oh, we got another one. Uh, Same for me. Uh, This is is my cousin up in Northeast Missouri. Uh, Work, parenting, getting masters, being wife. Didn't want to miss any kids events. I did it and the house suffered. Yeah. And that's that's it. Like you got to, what are you going to, something's going to suffer. What's it going to be? Right, I'm t- I've got a good buddy who's kind of in a similar spot to, to me and my fam, Sonia. And I've been like, listen, dude, no one's going to hold a funeral if you get a B in this class. Okay? And no one's going to give you a – no one in your life is going to ask your GPA. No money. And, I'm not, and that feels like, oh, Pastor Adam said you don't have to try. But it's like, dude, uh, just so – if something's got to give, it, what's it going to be? Family or ministry? Or school. I'll get a B minus on the Sabbath paper and keep my sanity. You know what I mean? Anyway. So I was I was just in a 
pretty similar situation to that where mm -hmm. there was so much stress in my life and it was work stress and home stress, stress with the kids, stress with the husband. And I was like, well, I can only get rid of one thing and I don't really want to get rid of my my kids or my husband. I kind of like them. So work had to be the thing to go. And I know not everyone has that opportunity, but you know, I had to make that choice because I wasn't able to give everything that I needed to to myself with, you know, my my journey and my family and still work. So, yeah, um, I'm going to type something in here. Can you um, can you describe for folks like how long was the process of something's got to give until you made that decision? Can I ask you that? <laughs> um. Uh, it was like August till the end of October. So like a, mm, two and a half months probably uh, overall that it was that way. And then it really took a push from my family to say, you know, like you have to do something. What are you going to do? And my mom had a big role in that. So because it was it was hard to make that decision, you know, I mean, obviously I wasn't going to choose my husband or my kids, but I thought maybe I can just keep keep going and keep you know, giving everything just a little bit. And that doesn't, that doesn't work. It turns out you can't. No. Um, something you said that reminded me of this, and I, this is like an approximation, but there's a quote from Parker Palmer. He's an author and spiritual writer. He said, burnout is trying to give away that which you don't possess. You just got nothing, you got nothing left to give. And that's okay. when you burn out, you got tanks empty. You had to make some changes. Well, I appreciate you sharing, friend. Um, on Sunday, we read uh, from Exodus chapter 20. So we're going to read verses 8 through 11 right now. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. So I'm going to press pause real quick. Something I didn't necessarily have time to get into and I need to devote more time to is this troubling concept that the Hebrews have just, just escaped Egypt. They're coming out of slavery. And then included in this verse, in this commandment, is, oh, and don't make your male or female servants work on the Sabbath either. Like, guys, you just got done being in slavery and now you have them. So um, I, in my typical resources, I, I couldn't find a ton about that. Um, so that's something I want to revisit at some point, but I at least wanted to point out the irony and, and just, I don't know if admit is the right word, but I just wanted to observe that sometimes we read scripture and, and it doesn't quite sit right with us. Um, and that's okay. And it's okay to say those things. Um, but I just couldn't resist pointing out the irony of that. So We'll keep going. That was all my little little director's cut here for you. I also promised Morgan I wouldn't ask her to talk about it. So let's keep going. <laughs> We're in six days. That's right. Six days. The Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And on Sunday, we talked about the root of that word. It comes from Shabbat in Hebrew, which means cease. And so... Like you referenced this when trying to figure out what you were going to do in, in terms of your career. Um, 
just on a weekly or daily basis, why is it so hard to put ceasing into practice? Well, this whole, like overall, the undertone of this series has been time and not having um, enough time to do all these things and hurry. Um, and I feel like a big issue really in today, the modern world is that we feel like we never have enough time as it is. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we're the Sabbath, we're being asked to give more time. And it's not that we're not doing anything, but on the Sabbath, you know, you're just, you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we have this whole to-do list of things that we have to get done and that we prioritize. And then, you know, to, to think like, well, now I'm only going to have, you know, six days instead of seven to get through everything I need mm -hmm. to get through. Like that's, that seems impossible. Yeah. An unwinnable equation. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's true on a macro and micro level. Um, I, there's something I would pose would be, you, you mentioned it comes down to time and, and priorities. I think some of the reason it's hard is we don't want to tell someone no and sort of indirectly infer that you didn't make the cut. Right. That's really hard. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes too, uh, you know, we talked about this week one. I think a lot of this comes down to personality profile or, or some of your natural wiring. Um, mm -hmm. I think for some folks, like the thought of silence, like we talked about week one, solitude. Um, for people who are high achievers or love completing tasks, or it doesn't feel productive to cease. Right. And yet if you don't give a car regular maintenance, not gonna last long. Um, so that's really hard. Um, I think Carol agreed with what you said. Appreciate you jumping <laughs> on, friend. Um, what about um, in terms of ceasing, like, your kids are, are well, I know Sawyer isn't, is is your daughter, is she in any activities yet? Uh, part-time, I mean, she does horseback riding, but right now it's very part-time. So we don't have anything like on a regular schedule right now. Because that's, now I'm not here to, I coached flag football last fall. Mm -hmm. We loved it. So that was really good for me because that was my first, I guess we did soccer last spring, but you know, we're doing like park league. It's pretty, pretty relaxed. Um, but I'm not sure there's a Sabbath in the minds of the folks who run our children's activities. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I mean, I see, yeah, I see families, um, even that go to our church, you know, saying like that they're at kids' soccer games on Sunday morning at, you know, 8 a.m. And that there is no, there's no rest, <laughs> right? No ceasing. <laughs> at, the tension is, well, if my child loves this, yeah, I can uh, cancel their soccer games on Sunday mornings and then have them hate church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I drag them there against their will. So ooh, that's a really right. tough one. I think, I think what we need to do as a church, and, and I think online worship can be a component of that, but um, I think we need to help folks um, still engage even if the reality of our culture isn't going to change. Um, so again, more on that in the future, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's all to say, it's just really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, we also, we got somebody chiming in here. Um, oh yeah, Carol says, uh, a lot of jobs say you gotta work on the weekend as well. So it's hard to cease when 
there's no ceasing from work. Um, we also looked at Mark 2, 27. And he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, the Sabbath made was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. This was in response to people being critical of him healing on the Sabbath. And he <laughs> reminded them, uh, this is what the point is. Um, so this is oh, Sorry, like you mentioned yeah. on Sunday, um, like being a professional Christian, like you, your job doesn't take a day off on Sundays. I mean, you have to be up there preaching and, you know, giving us your sermon. Um, same thing, like people who, who work in children's ministry, like I was a children's ministry director. And so that alarm goes off on Sunday for me to get up and go to work. Right. Um, so, I mean, I know that we've talked and you, you know, try to practice Sabbath at a different time because mm -hmm. that Sunday is part of your, your job. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of, you're doing God's work. You're, you know, by doing your job. So it's kind of like, you know, Jesus healing on those days. It's, it's a little different category. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. And I, I wanted to make a passing. I want to get into that too much on Sunday. First of all, like, I hope that didn't, don't, no one should cry for me. Like I, my job is amazing. <laughs> uh, Sunday worship is awesome. Uh, I, I live for it. Uh, making public health decisions, not awesome. You know what I mean? Like I would do, I would do Sunday worship every day. Um, right. I'd, I'd preach. I think we went up to four services at one point. I do six services on a Sunday. So I, that's, I love it, but it is this interesting dichotomy. And I heard from, I, I send my sermon around a little bit sometimes to get some feedback. And it was pastor Sherry who I thought made a really good point. Because I was sort of having a warped view of it because my work, my work and worship sort of the Venn diagram kind of intersects. Um, and so she had a great point about worship being a component of the Sabbath. And I was like, yeah, I may want to say something about that. That was good. Oh, I had I remembered something I was going to talk about. Okay. Why is this so hard? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you. This is not a fun thing I'm about to say. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Eugene Peterson, my boy, said that the reason this is so hard when our calendar's out of control, when we're rushed, when we're just going from one thing to the next is either because we're lazy or we're vain. Vain, yep. Ooh. That's uh, it's a dagger. In other words, we're too lazy to set our own priorities, so we let other people do them for us. And he said this in the context of pastors, but I think it's wider than that. Or we're vain and we like being necessary. We like being needed. We like having all these things to go to because we're so feel so important. And that's compounded by the fact that we like that we we like the feeling that it can't happen without us. Mm -hmm. Like you can't go on vacation because you're needed at your job or yes. that's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Yep. So all uh Oh, Eugene, we're lazy or we're vain. Yeah. That's tough. So we got some comments coming in here. Uh, Sonia says, fear of getting behind than the catch up can be more difficult. That's right. Then if one just keeps going, however, those moments of self-care or ceasing can make the keep going more enjoyable. You got it, friend. Like when you just go, 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 and then burn out, then, then you're no good to anybody, including yourself. Um, um, go ahead. sorry. 
I think also uh, going back to like the personality traits part of it um, and how that makes a difference. I, I think that a lot of times um, it can be easier if you're so like type A, it's like sometimes it's easier, but sometimes it's not. It's it's easier in the sense that we tend to be planners. And so we can prepare and have, you know, things handled and ready to go mm-hmm. to cease. Um so there's that, but then there's also, you know, like I need, I need to be involved and not, you know, I have to be achieving things and whatever, mm-hmm. but I think that the planning aspect of it can be beneficial okay. for those of us with that personality type. Kind of reframing it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Ooh, our boy Landon. What's up, man? Thanks for joining us. Sad face chief's helmet. I got my, I got my Nigerian nightmare shirt on. I still believe. Uh, I think God wants us to take a day for ourselves, even if that's not on Sunday, because unfortunately the world runs on money, not Jesus. So people must work. Ooh, that could have been a series title. World runs on money, not Jesus. Because the world don't take Sunday off, but we can still make a day for ourselves in Jesus. Well said, sir. Appreciate you jumping on with us. Um, so we read from Mark 2. And so if, we've talked about all the challenges to trying to put this into practice. I've, call, I've called you lazy and vain. <laughs> So let's let's come up for air a little bit and, and kind of view it from the other angle is what are some things you can do to cease uh, and remember God's goodness? Because that's really what the Sabbath was, that unique command uh, that started with remember. What do you think, friend? You got notes? I do. Say that one more time, though, because I'm it's been a day here. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you looking on. And Facebook friends, we'd love to hear from you, too. What are some things that we can do uh, to cease and remember God's goodness? What does it look like to put this into practice? Um, well, we need to slow down, first of all. Um, one of the things that uh John Mark Comer talks about in his book is that um it's really hard to go 90 miles an hour for six days and then just try to slam on the brakes and halt everything for that one day. I think that's where that planning comes into play a little bit. Um, Also, um, looking back and forth over here. Um, We need to, um, I mean, the things that we've talked about over the last few weeks, like simplifying our lives, Mm -hmm. um, that takes away a lot of the distractions. And I think that that in a sense makes it easier um, to cease and drop, you know, just, just to be. Um, But uh, I think having some spiritual disciplines also. um, um, Let's let's tease that out. Cause if you haven't heard, if folks out there are like, what is that? It does not sound (laughs) fun. Right. Well, it sounds like Just, you're in trouble. <laughs> right, so you're in trouble. So enlighten us a little bit. Keep going. This is great. Okay. So spiritual disciplines. Um, there's there's really only so a lot of people will like set their alarm and get up early to read their Bible, and that's a spiritual discipline for them. Um doing this could be a spiritual discipline. Um, but it rest and worship also are spiritual disciplines. Um, but the only one that's in the Bible that we are commanded to do is Sabbath. 
So you are not told in the Bible that you need to read your Bible. Now, should you? Yes. You're also not told in the Bible that you need to go to church. But should you? Yes. Mm -hmm. You are told that you should Sabbath. That is what we are told to do. Um, And I think that that's kind of taken a backseat to everything. Well, and ironically... Uh, it's possible to be overcome and too busy, like with church stuff. I don't like to say it out loud. <laughs> right? And we've, t- we've tried to talk about that with, oh, we want you to stop, but come to the live stream. Right. But I, I, I really, I, I enjoy the, um, the uniqueness of what you're talking about. It, certainly the things you mentioned don't stretch all the way back to the Ten Commandments. Right. Right. And so this was this was a marquee item enough to be revolutionary in one of the first 10 commands that Israel was given. Um, I like that. So this one's so important. It's commanded from way back when in some other ways we practice discipline evolved out of church tradition. And they're certainly good. But this one this one's like a non-negotiable. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Good notes, man. You need to to save those and we'll we'll do this again another time. (laughs) Um, and you even mentioned this. Why is why do you think is uh, worship a component of the Sabbath? And while you think about that, uh, Sarah said it may be easier to cease when we look at it from another angle, the angle of what we're gaining. This is kind of like what you were saying as an achiever. Maybe you can reframe it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Gaining time with family, friends, and God. Gaining a sneak peek at what heaven may be like. Appreciate that, Sarah. Thank you. It's so, rest for your rest for your soul. That's right. We're yeah. we're going to be hitting on that in just a moment. Mm-hmm. So. Why is worship specifically a crucial component of Sabbath? Um, So one of the things that's mentioned in um, Comer's book also is we hear the word worship. And I think a lot of us, especially in modern times, automatically think like Bethel music. Like we see, you know, Mike or Sarah or Esther or anybody else up there playing music. And that's worship to us. Um, But that's not just what it is. Um, It can be, you know, fellowship or, you know, spending time with others. Um, It could be reading your Bible. It could just be, um, I don't know, simple things. It doesn't, it's not necessarily like singing Christian music or something like that. It could be so many different things. Um, But the book talks about how there's like two main components and it's rest and worship. So rest is just where we're giving our body that break and a chance to refuel. And then the worship part is where we're really like getting into our relationship with God and growing that part. So it's, well. those, those two parts make the Sabbath. Yep. Well, and when you read Comer's book, I think another thing that's beneficial for us to remember, and we didn't get into this too much in any of the messages Sabbath isn't like sitting in a dark room alone for 12 hours. No. So when you're ceasing from work, that doesn't mean you're not doing anything. And he talks about his family's practice of they put away their phones and they get out like um, analog stuff. They'll do puzzles or play games together or they're doing things that refill them. They're not. So if you're like me and, you know, solitude and silence doesn't sound like much of a fun rest. Well, I think to your point, Morgan, we can broaden our definitions of. Right. Right. 
kind of like, I mean, how, you know, we do retreats. That's, mm -hmm. that is a lot, you know, we're, we're worshiping and resting together. That could be considered, you know, a Sabbath time okay. because we're, we're doing those things. It's, it's not just sitting, like you said, there's, there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. If your Sabbath feels boring to you, I would encourage you to investigate some other options. Reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Definitely. Well, I like your broadening of worship. For me, I think the corporate piece is so important. And, I, you know, it's hard. Some people might be cynical. Oh, Pastor, I want you to come to church, of course. But, and we talked about this week one, the number of messages we get are overwhelming. And it's so important to come and start your week off and be reminded of the truth amidst all the lies you hear, to Landon's point, that's really about just wanting your money. Mm -hmm. so again, some people would say, well, that's what the church does too. You know, you, we can have another live stream about that sometime, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, oh, let's see what Landon says. I just quoted him. We spend so much of our time doing so many things, not worshiping. So worship is time to connect with God and walking one more step down your religious path. Form a new Christian, uh, from a new Christian to a veteran Christian, we all can. Oh, listen. Landon, I love it. Thank you. Uh, Sonia talked about some of the things she does to, to charge up. Starts with silence, hot cup of coffee and gratitude. Oh, learning to only work on things you can control. That's good. Yes, that goes that goes back a couple weeks for me, huh? All right, very good. Well, we got some good discussion. This is great. Um, so another th one of the things we did on Sunday was we kind of concluded with uh, Matthew 11. And Mitch uh, started with that in our week one. Jesus says this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Uh, another famous translation says, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Uh, one of the things we, we looked at on Sunday was the definition of that yoke, right? The, the two oxen harnessed together. Um, I never want to assume that people know what that is, but... I don't know. When I think of yolks, I think of egg yolks, you know? So uh, that might've been new for some folks, but what does it look like to put on the yoke of Christ? Um, let's start there. What do you, what did that whole image of take my yoke upon you? What do you think that means, Morgan? So, and I, I think this can be interpreted differently, but I have that picture in my head of the yoke over the two oxen, mm -hmm. but I see myself walking side by side with Christ, like, mm -hmm. and you know, we have the yoke together yep. and he's taking my burdens and, you know, helping me shoulder all of those heavy things and taking the weariness. Um, it's it, that verse is basically an invitation. Just accept the dang invitation. Like that's literally all you have to do. Open your heart, open your mind give up your burdens and allow him to shoulder them for you. So I just see like myself walking side by side with that messed up wooden, you know, really interesting image, but yeah, mm -hmm. just not carrying that weight alone. I have nothing to add. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your preparation for this, Fran. Yeah. I I'm, I guess I said I had nothing to add, and then I'll add this. <laughs> and then I'm going to talk. <laughs> it's that image of I have attached myself 
to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, this even gets into like issues or matters of doubt. Um, so this is a very broad reaching verse for me. Like if I'm wrong, then I'm going down with this guy. Mm-hmm. Now that's the decision I have. Atta- I have hitched myself to JC and that's, that's going to be it. Yep. Um, so I, I just really love that image and I appreciate you uh, describing that in your mind as well. Like Very I said, well. it's, it's an interesting one. I'd like to see a drawing of it or something, but that's just when I, cause when I first looked it up and I saw, uh, you know, the oxen, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, you, you put yourself in that position. Yeah. So. Have you ever been to, um, have you ever been in my office? No, I don't think so. I buy it on Sunday. I've got, it's like this 1970 kind of picture of walk to Emmaus, right? Where post resurrection, Jesus is walking with these two guys and they don't know it's him. And uh, I think the painting, it was my dad's, right? Um, I, it's its the closest I think I can imagine without like the mangled actual physical yoke. Right. But just this image of Jesus kind of walking with these guys, walking along with them um, has, has, has been really cool. Um, yeah, I, 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 the yoke of Christ, very well said. So, you know, post... Um, post employment chains, you've talked about that a little bit. Um, you told me this book really came at a great kind of intersection in your life. Yes. How have, how have you tried to carve out a rhythm of rest? So Sabbath is something I've always struggled with. Um, as I think most people in this day and age do because of all the hustle and bustle. Um, but I've just tried to, make time. Usually for me, my time is in the evenings. I'm not a morning person and I never know when my kids are going to get up. Um, also, I mean, I don't know if this is against the rules of Sabbath, but it's, it seems impossible with children for me to take a full day to myself, um, to do much of anything, but I make time for myself every evening. Um, I have a book, um, that I write in every night. Um, a journal and I write my prayers down and I go through things in this book. And that is just my time. I, you know, I don't have my phone out and I do those things for me. And that helps me feel refueled before I go to bed every night. Um, Because like I said, I, it doesn't seem possible to take a whole day. I would love to take a whole day every week, but (laughs) this way I'm ensuring that I get that time um, to rest and to worship and, that's, well, hopefully the cumulative effect gives right. you what that, what that day would. Right. This. And that's, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> so well, let's go back to, um, I love that so much. And I love that you're making that real because let's go back to this. The Sabbath was made not for man. Excuse me. Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if the point is to sit here and get all fair sake with you that because it's not sundown to sundown, you're missing the point. Right. If anything, it's more faithful because you could just try and say whatever. I don't have time. Yeah, That's, I don't think <laughs> yeah. I can say screw it, but um, <laughs> forget all that. Yeah, I'll just I'll do it when I'm when I'm um, forty nine and the kids are right. Around. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. season, you know, there's there are seasons of life, and everything 
changes and comes and goes. And so you just, you have to make time for it in the season of life that you're in. Yep. So, well, and I think that's what made, um, what made this so fun for me is that you're really, you're really living this out. And it's been something that you've, this whole topic has been really relevant for you. Yes. And I hope, I hope that folks are encouraged by you sharing your story that, um, you know, everything, you know, I would say you're off to more than just a start, but for folks out there, you, you can start somewhere. Right. Right. And I talked a little bit about that Sunday. I think part of my job and part of our job is, as Christians is to do encourage each other and say, you're not as far off as, as you might think. Right. So, um, but even don't, 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 uh, don't look down on the day of small beginnings. That's from the old Testament. Um, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Like, if this is a practice that you're wanting to begin, don't like who would who would start guitar and and be upset that they couldn't play like Eddie Van Halen in a week? Right, be ridiculous. And yet we do that with spiritual stuff all the time. Um, and that's why I thought, and, and I know you agree that this book is a great entryway into really trying to do this. Mm -hmm. um, we have a quote from the book um, Sarah said about uh, seventy six about the yoke. Uh, it was Jesus' set of teaching on how to be human. Excellent. Well, friend, is there anything else from Comer's book? This is kind of our swan song. Is there anything um, that, you, that you wanted to get to? Yes, there's one. So one line, and it's still on this same topic, but just um, back to the whole, you know, like I don't have time or I'm, I'm too busy or whatever. Um, so... In the, this, I'm just going to read this directly from the book. So I'm, I'm okay. stealing his words. Okay. So, so the story of the Bible starts with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But after six days of hard work to get the universe up and running, we read the following. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating he had done. And then it says, did you catch that? God rested. Mm. Yeah, I'm not really into the Sabbath. I'm an extrovert and I just like to stay busy. And God rested. Yeah, I get the Sabbath thing, but I work a demanding job that I love. And I just can't take time because God rested. Yeah, but I have two little kids at home and it's just not really doable right now. Maybe later. Do I need to say it again? God rested. So it's basically saying it, it, it doesn't matter where you're at in life, what, what is going on? You take the time mm. and, and do it. We're commanded to do it. Make it a priority. So. Boom. Well said. And you've read through this bad boy at least two times. Yeah. I love this book. You have the book <laughs> with you? What? You have the book in front of you? Yes. Let's show it to the people one more time. There it is. Look at all those beautiful, beautiful post-its. My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> Well, friend, it's been awesome chatting with you. Um, we appreciate everybody over the last three weeks that has jumped on. Um, if you're listening to this on a podcast, we want to say thanks for your time as well. We hope you're driving or treadmilling safely. Um, one of the things I forgot to do the last couple weeks is, is pray at the end. So why don't we do that and then we'll sign off. God, thank you so much for the community we share. Thank you for the gift uh, that can be used for good and ill, but the gift of the internet to connect us uh, from wherever we're at. Thank you for the gift of technology that helps folks participate and set aside some time uh, to focus on you. Thanks for Morgan and all her sincerity and her willingness to share her story. 
And we ask that you give us the courage uh, to maybe take a look in the mirror and not be so vain, maybe uh, try and not be so lazy in terms of our own priorities and honor the fact that we are commanded to follow the pattern you set. Uh, so help us, help us to do this, not as a burden that we're forced into, but an invitation we can respond to. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Morgan, thanks for your time. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you, Sarah. Bye, everybody. <laughs>